Hey everybody, it's the Rewind for the week of August 8th, 2021. I'm Paul, that's uh, Nathan. Hi there. Uh, well, Nathan, um, you have a statement, I believe, that has been prepared by the lawyers for you to read out loud uh, right now. Uh, if anyone listened to last week's show, you might have heard Nathan say some things that were uh, slightly offensive and incorrect, uh, which is unfortunate because it is now blown up more than the current legal case that we are uh, tangentially involved with. Um, as if we weren't going through enough problems, Nathan had to say something incredibly stupid. But Nathan, uh, I believe you uh, have something to say right now, yes? Yeah, 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 I do. Just uh, get everything going here. Last episode, I made a comment that hurt and insulted some people. If you were hurt by what I had said, I am deeply sorry. The truth is, my audio was hacked by Chinese terrorists. What? Yeah, who, uh, who use deepfake technology to mimic my voice to say these awful things. It's clear now that my stance against the virus, uh, which the Chinese probably created, uh, has threatened them to, to the point where they felt the need to throw my honor and dignity under the bus. What is happening right now? I vow to this audience and to all the Jewish people and Holocaust survivors who were offended last episode to get revenge against China. That is my statement. Thank you. Uh, uh, All right, let's just maybe get into it so uh, nobody really questions what they just heard. Um, You know, once again, uh, I just want to remind everyone that the views expressed by Nathan Pepper do not reflect me or the Rewind, or any sponsor associated with the show. The views are his own. And uh, I am uh, I disagree with everything that he says. Thank you. That is my statement. Are you saying I'm viewless? You're viewless. You, you no longer have the ability to view. You are blind. You are <laughs> blind to opinion, and I hope it stays that way. <laughs> I have a semi-follow-up. Nope. <laughs> semi-follow-up. Uh-huh. It's the same, same dynamic uh, that happened somewhere, happened somewhere else. Okay, what dynamic was that? Remember that time when that neighbor, he made horse noises to piss off his neighbors? Yes, I recall the, the horse neighbor. All right. Well, this time, mm-hmm. the lady used seagulls. Wow. She used seagulls. Yep. Uh, from the mirror.com, a woman uses seagulls to get revenge after noisy neighbors kept her up all night. Like real seagulls or sound of seagulls? Oh, these are actually real seagulls that she used, yes. Or was it the band The Flock of Seagulls? I need... No. No. I need specifics here. 100% no. Uh, Yeah, a woman used seagulls to get revenge on her noisy neighbors who kept her awake all night, and she called it the ultimate revenge. Heather Minshall, 37, went on holiday for a relaxing time away from home, but soon she was banging her head against the wall of her caravan as the campers next door blasted out music until the early hours. So the next morning, Heather decided to take matters into her own hands and scattered bread all over the roof of their caravan at 7 a.m. Soon, seagulls flocked to the roof of the caravan in Wales and squabbled and squawked over the bread, disrupting the noisy neighbors in a way only seagulls can. Did they stop playing the music? Was anything resolved on account of this? I didn't read that far into it, but probably. Okay. Good. Good to know that the that your <laughs> fastidiousness to news accuracy continues. Moving on. Moving on. 
from Audi.com. Of course. Researchers have discovered a SpongeBob and Patrick on the ocean floor. Do you know this? Uh, I've seen the pictures, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a few things more exciting than seeing your favorite movie and TV stars in the flesh. Best cartoon fans can usually hope for, though, is some guy in a Mickey Mouse suit at Disneyland. But for the friends of a certain yellow sponge, we have good news. Science has just proven that SpongeBob SquarePants is real. I was so excited to talk about this. We have the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration's Okeanos Explorer Research Vehicle to thank for the discovery. The ex-Navy ship was sailing above the New England seamounts in the Atlantic Ocean when it launched a remote submersible for a routine trip to the ocean floor. Nickelodeon claims that Bikini Bottom is located beneath the Bikini Atoll in the Marshall Island. We now know that's not true. Instead, the town lies by the Retriever Seamount. Breaking news, everyone. The submersible dove to a depth of about 1.2 miles by the Seamount when it happened. There attached to a volcanic rock was a bright yellow rectangular sponge. And he wasn't alone either. Next to the sponge was its inseparable, if dim-witted companion, a pink starfish. But was there a pineapple next to them? No. So then... No, there's a, there's a black rock. Uh, I will once again uh, point out the fact that I don't know who grants research to some of these uh, quote-unquote scientific institutions. I am by no means anti-science, but I feel like uh, rather than even spending the money on the press release to announce the discovery of a sponge lying next to a starfish, we could have used that money to further a cure for COVID, as an example, or the 8,000 variants that seem to pop up every day. Yes, yeah, yeah, I do agree with that statement. Okay, but good that we found SpongeBob. That's great. I'm so happy for the world. Well, the next one, um, as dude in Florida, his truck was totaled by a lightning strike and he was caught on his dash cam. Oh yeah. Yeah. Florida man's dashboard camera was rolling when a bolt of lightning struck his brand new 2020 Ford Ranger truck with the vehicle in intensive care. Jack Foraker said he was approaching a big Carlos pass in Lee County while on his way home to Estero when he drove into the storm. Foraker's dashboard camera was recording when a bolt of lightning struck his vehicle, causing it to shut down. Just sound like a shotgun blast to the back of my truck. And then, yeah, it was. It was pretty scary, he said. My windshield wiper stopped, lost my power brakes, lost my power steering. Driver who was not injured was able to pull over to the side of the road. It's a shame that when he was struck, his car didn't get super speed. So, like, rather than the windshield wiper shutting off, they became, like, super windshield wipers and, like, flames shot out of the back of his car and, like, he went at 300 miles per hour or something. That's what lightning is supposed to do to a car. I feel like TV... And TV science has failed me yet again. Where, uh, where did you get this, this intel on things? Yeah, it's cartoons. Yeah. Cartoon. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone knows right. that if you want to speed up your car, you hit it with electricity. That, that was the plot of the first Back to the Future, right? That was the only way they could get uh, back in time uh, as an example uh, or forward in time. I don't think he was going 88 miles an hour though. The point is that I'm disappointed, uh, much like I'm disappointed with your first story about the starfish and the and the sponge i'm disappointed that the man hit by lightning in his car did not gain speed but in fact lost control of the car well audi.com reports that bank robber's handwriting was so bad that the staff didn't realize that they were being robbed uh this old chestnut on march 18th retiree ian slatterly from saint leonard's on england's south coast entered a branch office 
of the Nationwide Building Society in Eastbourne. The 67-year-old handed the clerk a note he had penned beforehand, so at least he was prepared. Unfortunately for him, the staff member couldn't make heads or tails of the chicken scratch Slatterly had written down. When they asked for some clarification on what he actually wanted, Slatterly turned around and walked away. According to Sussex police, the staff was able to decipher the letter only a while after Slatterly had left empty-handed. Your screen won't stop what I've got. Just hand over the 10s and the 20s. Think about the other customers, he had written. Realizing that they had almost been robbed, the bank called the police. Cops took the note with them for analysis, together with the security camera footage of the incident. Yeah, the, there can't be anything worse for a bank robber than... I mean, I think that there's a couple things bank robbers need, right? It seems like fine handwriting is one of them. Um, you know, keeping cool in the situation, obviously, because... He demonstrated none of this stuff, so he simultaneously can't write. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> but he's 67. He's got a lot of years to tune that in, no? That's exactly it. I feel like he should know better, but also keeping cool. Like, if she asks him for clarity, just say it. What's the difference? You're committing the crime, whether on paper or vocally. It's, it's not like the cops are going to be more lenient on you after the fact because you wrote a letter, you know? <laughs> I think maybe his embarrassment that they couldn't read what he had written on a piece of paper yeah. got to when he left. Also, what's the, I mean, here's the thing. I, explain to me the strategy of this, because I would feel that if I'm a bank teller, you know, I have that plexiglass in front of me. Well, most, most do. Unless the guy pulls out a gun, if he just slides over a piece of paper that says, give me all your money, what, what incentive do I have to panic at that point? It's true. That is true. I, I don't mean to say that this has to be like a, like a standoff situation, but you got to show me the goods here. You like, if I'm going to give you the money, you got to, you got to show me some, some punishment, you know, you pull out a shotgun or something. You know, get on the counter, tell everybody this is a robbery. You know, it's got to be dramatic. He was charged with uh, one count of robbery and two counts of attempted robbery. So yeah, I don't know why he was charged with robbery. He didn't do anything. <laughs> he should be charged with childish uh, handwriting. <laughs> should go back to, he should go back to elementary school and learn how to handwrite. <laughs> that should be his punishment. He should have been found guilty of being an idiot. Yeah. And then he should have been sent back to primary school. That's the Billy Madison sequel that we need. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I was thinking too. Instead of like community service, it's like, just go back to school for like five years of your life. Okay, moving on. All right. Unfortunately, again, Opie uh, is reporting. <laughs> you know, you can, a- you can slide in some stories in between Opie and, <laughs> and uh, Audie and Shoddy and Dottie, whatever other websites you use. Nine times. Nine times. Yes. You know I mean, nine times. Uh, a Canadian woman has unofficially set the world record for running on all fours. What an achievement. Canadian woman unofficially set a Guinness world record when she completed a 100 meter run in 22.99 seconds while running on all fours. Julie McCann, 38 of Vernon, British Columbia, ran on her hands and feet at the Greater Vernon Athletics Park on Monday and finished well under the 25-second goal mandated by Guinness World Records. How do they even know what to set it at? Did someone try that a long time ago and no one was able to do it under 25? Yes, of course someone tried it. Makes no sense. You know, I would think if you had four four, uh, appendages on the ground, you'd run faster like all the animals in the world, but I guess not. we're not meant to do that. I don't know if you've realized, we, we seem to walk upright by default. No, I know, but like, yeah. you know, running on all fours, maybe someday we'd be able to do that faster than running on, on two. 
By the way, what I, happened? To, I so I thought Guinness was a whole scam because this, my understanding was that you can't set a Guinness world record unless someone from Guinness is there to witness it and like verify it, which means you got to like pay for them to come down and all that stuff. Well, I guess if, um, you know, nowadays we, we're not really in person anymore. Oh, I'm sure if you just, you know, mm. do up a video with maybe a timer and whatnot, maybe that'll work too. I didn't think of the COVID thing. Yeah. They no. probably don't. They probably don't want Guinness employees getting COVID. Probably for so, their yeah. stupid record book. All right. Yeah. All right. That's fair. <laughs> it says here, the McCann who has been running on all fours since she was three years old, said she was inspired to pick up her hobby again and attempt to set the world record in the women's category after reading about Kenshi Ito of Japan, who set the men's version of the record at 15.71 seconds in November of 2015. So I guess someone had already attempted a four appendage run. And I guess she wanted to do it for the women's side. Just a uh, just a large group of people that have substantially too much time on their hands. This is all I'm getting out of this. Oh, hey, to your point, uh, McCann said video and witness reports from her record attempt are being submitted to Guinness World Records for official recognition. I see. Okay. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess. Wow. That's what, what we uh, got to do today. What a success story. I'm so yeah. happy for her and I look forward to never buying a copy of Guinness World Records. I don't even know if you can buy a copy of it anymore. I suspect you can't because it's probably all online. So it's like uh it's like the encyclopedia. Who has an encyclopedia still, right? Well, but the encyclopedia had value. You can have you could have a, a a shelf of encyclopedias, open it up and learn something. There's nothing valuable about Guinness World Records. Yeah, you know, some things are just not not valid anymore, like an encyclopedia. The stuff's not well, what other things aren't valid anymore because we have things that do things quicker. Well, the cooking, that's not valid. You just order everything, make other people do things for you. No, I'm pretty sure people still cook. I don't know. Well, you don't know. But <laughs> I, I can assure you people still cook. Yeah. Well, uh, Metro.com reports that a goose who was flying upside down was showing off to its friends, says goose experts. Again, science has goose experts and... They should be, their credentials should immediately be pulled and they should be forced to work on COVID. (laughs) There were, there were some confusion. Uh An amateur photographer, Vincent Corneliusen, posted an image of the bird on his Instagram page. Mm. He snapped the goose while it was cruising upside down in Arnhem, Netherlands in March. This led many users to question what the bird was doing and if it was okay. Uh, Corneliusen, uh, Reassured them the young, dark, gray-brown bean goose was fine and was just trying to impress its friends with new tricks it had learned. Uh, it says the maneuver uh, maneuver the bird was doing is, is known as whiffling and describes when birds rapidly descend and zigzag. Boy, this Top Gun sequel is just really odd. You know, I think they're taking it a little too literally. Goose was just the name of the pilot, guys. You don't have to. Do the goose series, you know, I see a picture. No, I know no one else can see it but myself right now. Yeah. Compelling radio. It's like he's upside down, but his head is like right side up. It's messed up. Yeah. All right. Last but not least. Yeah. What's going to say? Last one, please. (laughs) From the Toronto Mm Sun.com. A Russian woman has sued McDonald's after she says, as convinced her to break Lent fast. What? Oh, Nathan, keep reading. Satan created that ad, put it on TV. (laughs) And tempted her with a quarter pounder chicken, something or other. Well, uh, a Russian woman is suing McDonald's, claiming that uh, it made her break uh, break the month-long fast for Lent mm-hmm. uh, early. She's only asking a thousand rubles, which is like 17 bucks Canadian, 
or like, what is that, $12 American, as compensation for sustained moral damage. McDonald's cheeseburger and McNugget ad that she had witnessed prevented her from staying away from meat and other animal products during Lent in April 2019. What? It's two years old? Why am I reading this right now? Maybe just like our lawyer things, maybe it didn't come to fruition until this point. I think so. I think she kept her mouth shut for two years. And now, (laughs) now that she has so much time during COVID, somebody reminded her at the time that she broke Lent. But listen to this. Yes. After successfully fasting for the past 16 years, Ochnikova says she couldn't resist the commercials and ended up ordering a cheeseburger from the nearest McDonald's restaurant. (laughs) Maybe don't watch TV. I think that's her fault. No, I'm sticking to my story. It's Satan. He, uh, he, he made that commercial just to test her and she failed. And because of that, she's a bad whatever, whatever religion she believes in. She's a bad version of that religion. So, well, she claims that by running the ads, uh, McDonald's broke the consumer protection law and insulted her religious feelings. No, what? No, that did not happen. <laughs> no, we. This is where we're getting too far uh, in this society. I'm. I'm fairly. Yes. Uh, I'm fairly uh, open to new ideas, but uh, we're uh, we're stretching this whole. Uh, woke thing a little too far um, and the worst part is is that the the biggest offenders of this stuff are idiots like this who uh you know broke their own fast to eat a cheeseburger and now they're yeah. like uh it's mcdonald's fault not mine <laughs> goddamn quarter pounder looked too delicious i mean satan made it i mean blaming mcdonald's for everything yeah exactly if this was that easy to do yeah, uh, I, I bought a hamburger from McDonald's and it caused me to shit. So I'm yeah. going to sue them for causing a bowel movement. What if? Yeah. Okay, I'm just, I'm just going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to just turn up this story a little bit. Let's do it. What if? Yes. I'm, I'm going to order like 20 McNuggets and mm-hmm. like two Big Macs. Mm-hmm. All right. And I ate everything in one sitting. Yes. And then I had a poop so bad that I clogged my toilet. Uh-huh. And through that clogging, it, it just it, it flooded flooded the whole top floor of my house and all that damage that was caused by sewage that erupted from my toilet because I ate too much. Could I not, uh, you know, sue McDonald's for my damages to my house? Yeah. I think if you can somehow get a, a, a plumber to, to somehow photograph the clog, you know, uh, so this, so there's at least a bit of McDonald's wrapper. So eat the wrapper because if <laughs> no. when they pull out when they pull out whatever whatever nugget whatever giant cannonball sized nugget you create uh so long as there's a little bit of a mcdonald's m poking out of it then i think you'll have a case uh it's the only, it's the only way you're going to be able to prove it in court otherwise i think the mcdonald's corporation might just be like well these things clog up all the time but if there's like a mayor mccheese toy and uh and a bit of a wrapper popping out of, again, it, it's got to be a cannonball sized, watermelon sized, like turd nugget. Um, I could one up that. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. could just be out of toilet paper and have to use a big map, big Mac wrapper. That could, well, so that's a good, you know, well, not that I, I mean, I know we're not going to do this. So I don't think we're, uh, uh, perjuring ourselves. Well, not perjuring ourselves. I don't think we're, we're revealing any of our crimes publicly, but yeah, that would be the way to get the rapper in there or, or, or try to explain why the rapper's there, which is like, well, of course I ran out of toilet paper. I was shitting so much from your cheeseburger. I could sue Royale tissue paper for not having enough on the shelf either. Uh-huh. And get two of these conglomerates in on the same, same thing. Why? I mean, why settle for Royale? Why not go for like a high-end toilet paper? What's some high-end toilet paper? Maybe Royale. I don't know. I'd buy the cheapest. Yeah, me too. Well, that's not, I mean, again, we wouldn't admit that at court. We'd be like, no, we use like. Of course not. 
I don't know. I like the Rolls yeah. Royce of toilet paper, of course. And we're suing them for a quarter billion. So that, I mean, that's how you run a proper scam, right? The, her problem is, is that she just got hungry because she's fucking fasting, which is, I, I know it's surprising <laughs> that if someone doesn't eat for a long time, they get hungry. Yeah, you're going to get hungry when you fast, of course. But rather than having the internal willpower, which I suspect is given to her by Jesus or whoever, um, she, she caved to the Satanistic tendencies of McDonald's. And that's her own fault. <laughs> that's not McDonald's fault. They were put on this earth to tempt us all. And most of us are able to fight off the McDonald's demons, but she is not. And for that, she is a failure. Thank you. That is very hard. They are very good. Anyways, enough. Enough. Nathan, we have to, we have to go. So what have we learned here this week? What is the lesson that we're imparting to our audience? Step one, the Chinese did not create the virus. And, and you cannot blame deep fake technology on something that you said. Do I get to apologize about that too? Uh, well, next, next episode, you may have to issue another statement too. Uh, uh, ducks, geese, whatever. I guess they can fly upside down. Three, if you're hungry, don't blame McDonald's for being hungry. Uh, four, uh, you know, if you're going to be a bank robber, uh, work on your handwriting. And is that that is yeah that is step one of being a bank robber. Uh, you have to have uh, Im- immaculate uh, cursive. What sixty-seven year old doesn't know how to write words? You know, here's the other thing too. Uh, you just reminded me of this. If you want to be a bank robber and you don't want the crime trace back to you, why not use a computer printer, right? Because then they can't trace your handwriting. Yeah, you understand? Yeah, be so smart. Jeez, I got to solve everyone's problems. I think that you and I, we've been put on this earth to solve problems. Yeah, we're here to hear everyone's uh, stupidity and, and tell them where they went wrong. That is the ultimate goal of this show, is to, is to point out where people went wrong. Well, with that said, Nathan, because uh, I, I can't be here forever, as you know, I, I have important things to do. Um, thank you to you, Nathan. Oh, well, you're, you're welcome, Paul. Thank you to the audience for participating in yet another episode of, of this uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, wherever great podcasts are found. That's where you can find us. Tell a friend if you enjoyed this. Yeah. Spread the word. The only way to get the rewind, to get the solutions that we have to offer into other people's homes <laughs> is by you being compelled by us to tell you to go out there and spread the good word of the rewind. I thought we'd just like bring up all the problems. Well, you create problems. I don't create problems. The only problem I have right now is that I made a very delicious omelet before we went on air and I might have to use the pooper soon. Right. Well, make sure to use the McDonald's wrapper uh, on the way down just in case you want to start a lawsuit. I have a an immaculate and, and perfect McDonald's straw. It's the only thing there I have. Great. Swallow that. That'll be, your, <laughs> that'll be the first lawsuit. All right. Thank you, Nathan. Thank you, audience. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks. I have to go to the washroom really bad right now.